grace to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We heard a few moments ago from John chapter 11, Jesus appearing in Bethany to his friends Mary and Martha, with whom he speaks in our text, upon the death of Mary and Martha's brother, Lazarus. And there, to Martha, Jesus declares these words, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. We're going to get back to those words in just a moment, but I want to read to you what happens just a few verses later. As Jesus approaches the tomb of Lazarus, we find in John 11.35, right after these words, Maybe some of you know this. It's the shortest verse in all the Bible. I heard it. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. He, Jesus, knowing exactly who he is and what is to come, Weeps. And in so doing, he teaches us something. He teaches us what is right and appropriate in the face of death. Our tears are not a sign of weakness. Jesus has no weakness in the face of death. Again, we're going to get back to that. Tears, grief, are not a sign of some fault or problem with us as humanity. In the face of death, even Jesus weeps. And so... It is not only okay, it is good. Jesus has made it so. It is good to weep, to have grief. Scripture speaks this way about death. It makes no bones about it. Death is the enemy. And yet we are here today Because we believe and have the conviction that that enemy has been defeated. That enemy has not taken Alan from us. No. That enemy was undone because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. In fact, in Jesus' words, 
I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. That sounds counterintuitive. Isn't that why we're here? Because of Alan's death? Well, Jesus says that Alan shall never die. Alan, of course, lived a life fighting death harder and longer than most of us could even begin to imagine. But death had no ability to overcome Alan because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Maybe it helps if we put it in the words that I read earlier from 1 Thessalonians 14, St. Paul's words. When he talks about Jesus returning on the last day to raise and bring to life those who are asleep. Because in Jesus, the resurrection and the life, that is all death is. It is our sleep. And like the sleep we go toward every evening when we lay our heads on our pillows and awake the next day, just like that sleep, the sleep of death is one from which we will awaken. It is one from which Alan will awaken. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And whoever believes in him, though he die, yet shall he live. And so in all of this, in the middle of our tears and our weeping, which we share with Jesus in the face of death, there is something here that also alongside that weeping gives us hope. Promise. Something that is true despite the death that is before our eyes. And that is Jesus cares for those who sleep the sleep of death. Obviously, Alan's last 35 years were one depending on care. His mom, Debbie, and Darren, and so many of you, I'm sure all in different ways, helped care for Alan. One of the things I loved in the obituary that you guys wrote were the words about his, his stubborn streak and, his, and his, his personality that even over those 35 years could still be seen. I know um, I only had a couple opportunities to visit with Alan in, in the home there. But you, could, you could see it as well. And even though he didn't have words or you just, you could see his personality still there. And I would imagine those of you who knew him would defy people who would say that somehow his life depending on the care of others, was somehow any less of a life than any of us have. It was something gifted to him by God, something worth caring for. You see, the reality is, here where we live face to face with death, the truth is that all of us live a life that is short 
of what God intends for us to have for all eternity. Because you see, there will come a day when Jesus returns to raise the dead and death will be undone. The enemy will be destroyed. In fact, just this past Sunday, I know Darren and Debbie were here during our service. We heard in 1 Corinthians 15 where it talks about Jesus destroying death. And that means for Alan and for all of us, There is a life to come because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. A life that can never be ended in death. Jesus has destroyed it. And so now, here in the face of death as we gather here on this day, We entrust that Alan is now in the care of Jesus, who cares for the sheep whom he shepherds, even through the valley of the shadow of death. I heard another pastor describe this once, that in Psalm 23, which we read together a little bit ago, it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. And he said that that idea of the shadow of death isn't just like darkness, like it gets dark at night, or like this candlestick here casts a shadow one way or another. You know, it's talking about the deepest, darkest, piercest, piercing, soul-crushing death that you can imagine. And yet even in it, Jesus is with us. Jesus is with Alan, and Alan is with Jesus. Even as he now goes to his own grave to await the resurrection when Jesus returns on the last day. Even now, Alan is with Jesus, and Jesus is with Alan. We do not need to fear the grave. Grieve before it? Yes. Weep? Absolutely. Fear? No. Jesus lives so that Alan will live. So that you will live. In our text we read from John 11... After Jesus calling himself the resurrection and the life, whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. Everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. He says to Martha, do you believe this? She said to him, yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is coming into the world. Dear family and friends of Alan, Jesus is risen from the dead. He lives. There's no reason for you not to believe that Alan will live and you will live. 
Because the greatest enemy of all, the greatest enemy that causes us the most strife, the most fear, the most disruption of our lives, death, the devil, sin, all of it, is destroyed by the one who is the resurrection and the life. Thanks be to God for the life, unending life, that now lays before Alan and for each and every one of us that we will get to know and enjoy for all eternity. I've known Alan for years. Um, I remember, I don't remember him before his accident. Um, that happened, I would have been probably a teenager or so when it happened, maybe even still in grade school, I think. 88, was it? 88, I would have still been in grade school. I do remember um, Patty and the family bringing him to church and him being here. Um, but I can't say that I knew him when, who he was before his accident. But here's a really neat thought. I'm going to know him one day. We're all going to know him one day. And we're all going to know him in a way in which none of us have ever known him. Because even before that, like all of us, we live in a world filled with sin and death and destruction and reasons to... Uh, you know, there, there's a reason car accidents happen in this world. because it's, it's a fallen world. So none of us have known life as we will know it. As Alan has already begun to know it. Because Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Because he's undone death. Because Alan cannot die, and I cannot die, and you cannot die. We will share in that all together. With our Lord who reigns over all things. Even over the grave. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.